mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Liberty Is. His scripture text to be taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. Here now, Pastor Moody. So if you have your Bible, stand with me this morning, or if you want to stand, the scripture will be on the screen. I'm going to preach from Isaiah chapter 61, and of course, this is a, a prophecy by the great Messianic prophet Isaiah about the ministry of Christ, about the first and second advent, when he came the first time, and when he comes the second time, and you go through about four verses of that, declaring what his ministry will be, and then there's a 54-fold declaration of the liberation of Israel during the time of tribulation. It's, it's amazing to read. But I want to read the first part of this chapter. Isaiah 61 said, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, speaking of Jesus, because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Here's the key of my message right here. Listen to this. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Say that with me. To proclaim liberty to all those that are captive. Amen. Hallelujah. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Man, that's a powerful verse right there. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus repeats this later and I'll read it a little bit. But he stops right there. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. But Isaiah goes on to say, and the day of the vengeance of our God, which will come during the second advent. Can you say amen? To comfort all that mourn. Amen. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, talking about Israel, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Amen. The planning of the Lord. I want to preach this for a little while on a thought this morning that liberty is. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives. My thought is liberty is. Father, thank you for the word of God. Anoint us, use us, hide us, amen, today behind Jesus. Cover us in the anointing. Let the spirit of God just do a great work here today and touch every heart and every life in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. As I said, these three verses of Isaiah's prophecy contain the prophetic view, his prophetic view of the first and second advent of Christ, his fivefold ministry, amen, as, was, as he was anointed to do the first time he came. First of all, to preach good tidings. Secondly, to bind up the brokenhearted. Thirdly, our text, to proclaim liberty to the captives. To open the prison to them that are bound. How many can say, I was bound, but he set me free. Amen. And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the day of salvation. This is the dispensation of the grace of God. Can I get a witness? Amen. Whosoever will can be saved. 
The second part of the prophecy, especially beginning with that part that says the day of the vengeance of our God will unfold during the second advent of Christ when he returns to the earth. But I want you to notice in verse this third point here that he said he wanted to proclaim liberty. Finest Dake in his Bible said this. He said, liberty is the very essence of the gospel. Can I get a witness? It's the very essence of the gospel, that word is. Amen. Hallelujah. It's the very essence of the gospel. When I thought about this, that uh, if Christianity, he went on to say, would be followed completely and wholly, there would be no slavery in the world. Neither would there be any oppressed people on earth. For every man, if every man was truly a Christian, would be fully consecrated to the highest good of fellow man. We would want to share Jesus with everybody and bring them to a place of liberty. Jesus in Luke 4 and 18 said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Bible said he walked into a synagogue in his hometown where he was, grew up and as his custom was, he would go in. They knew he was anointed. They would hand him the scroll and he would read from the scripture. And that day he picked up Isaiah 61 when they handed it to him. It was set up of God, can you say amen? And uh, he began to read and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty. Notice what he says here. He uses the word bruised, the word bruised. I looked, I just did a little study on this, and the word bruised here refers to those who are completely crushed, shattered in life those oppressed and broken in body, soul, and mind so that there's even no desire in them to live. The idea here seems to be that of somebody being captive to Satan. Has anybody ever been there? Captive to Satan and sickness and disease and weakness, failure and bondage to sin and evil habits that destroy the body, the soul, the mind now and forever. And then he says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I believe Jesus was saying, I have this anointing for liberty. I have this anointing to set you free. If you've been destroyed, you've been in bondage, your life's been crippled by sin and by sickness and by disease. When I was reading this and preparing this message, I, I thought about everywhere Jesus went, he healed. Can you say amen? I said he healed. He healed physically. He released people spiritually and set them free. Those that were in bondage to demons, he broke that bondage and set them free. Hallelujah. I want to tell you where when the Holy Ghost begins to move in our day and time, where ministry is anointed. There are people, amen, that are bound by demons that are drawn to the, to the presence of God. I've been in many services where demons have manifested in the service, right in the middle, can I say it this way, of a hallelujah meeting. And somebody would say, why did that manifest now? And it's sort of like when Jesus came across the Sea of, Ga of, Gadara, of Gennesaret over to the land of the Sea of Galilee called Gennesaret as well. 
to the land of the Gadarenes and when his boat landed on that shore, do you remember the story of the man in the tombs bound by a legion of demons, maybe as many as 12,000 demons. He cut himself. They bind him with chains and with supernatural demonic power. He would break the chains and people were scared to even enter that region. Those demons control that man. Somebody help me right here. But can I tell you when he saw Jesus, hallelujah, it wasn't the demons that came running. It was the man that came running. Can you say amen? I want to, I'm about to get happy. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what the devil's done to you. doesn't matter what he's bound you with. Where the presence of God is, there's there's an opportunity. Hallelujah. Come on, there's a privilege. There's a place where you can get free. And that man came running and fell down before Jesus. And then the demons realized, we're in trouble now. And they said, have you come to torment us before our time? And the rest is history. He cast those demons into a herd of swine and they ran down into the deep and were drowned. I want to tell you the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom. Hallelujah. Give him praise if you would. Glory to God. Somebody just give him a shout, would you? Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, this ain't no funeral. Praise God. Yesterday, you can shout at a funeral. Hallelujah. I feel good this morning. I'm free, thank God. I'm free, I'm free. Ronnie Henson wrote, I in the spirit and the spirit in me. I'm rejoicing because I'm not what I was. Thanks to Calvary's stream, I can shout, I'm free. Hallelujah. Does anybody else feel that way today? This is a day of liberty. You might as well just yourself and kick your feet up and shout hallelujah. Amen. Because we're free. Ain't no cha- Look at your neighbor and say, ain't no chains on me. I didn't hear you tell your neighbor, there ain't no chains on me, praise God. I dare you look up and say, I've been liberated. <laughs> free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty. Free at last. Come on. Somebody, how many's glad we live in a land of freedom? Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I want to say this. The founding fathers of America wrote these words in the Declaration of Independence. And I was thinking about that just a moment ago, Brother Rob. When they wrote the Declaration of Independence, at the end of it, I didn't write this down, but I just thought of it a moment ago. They pledged their fortunes and their lives, amen, for freedom. I want to tell you, those men were godly men. And I've I've heard people say, well, Christianity had nothing to do with it. You're, you have to be an idiot to believe that. If you've ever been to Washington, D.C. and saw the monuments and all that's there and across this country, come on, I want to tell you, we were endowed by certain inalienable rights by our creator. That's what they said, by our God, hallelujah. Wasn't, no politician had nothing to do with it all. Let me, let me move on. But they said, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that all are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life. 
I want to tell the abortionist that baby has a right to life. Can you say amen? I want to tell the, the politicians and the liberals, I don't care if you're trying to get votes at the expense of unborn children, you're going to face God for that one day because that child has a right to life. Hallelujah. Uh, you're quiet on me this morning. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by the left and by the liberal. I'm not talking politics. I'm telling you that God gave that baby the right to live. Can you say amen? The scripture said that life is ordained of God. But go, let me go on. That among these are life, liberty. God wants you to be free. How many know that? God never intended for anybody to be in bondage to Satan, to sickness, to sin, to disease, to poverty. I'll find you somewhere. God wants you to be free, hallelujah, in Jesus Christ. Woo, hallelujah. And he wants you to have life and liberty. And then he wants you to be in pursuit of happiness, chasing happiness. Anybody chasing happiness today? Praise God. You see, I want to tell you, joy comes from a relationship with God. And happiness is, is contingent upon things around you. How many of those stuff can make you happy? But only Jesus can give you joy. That's right. Amen. Let me go on. Y'all are tough this morning. I, I want to say this. Freedom and independence are really synonyms or synonymous with liberty. They mean the same thing. Amen. God, he, uh, you know, we, we, we're against slavery. Hallelujah. Thank God Abraham Lincoln was against slavery. Thank God the, 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 the North was against slavery. Can you say Amen. And, 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 I, and I thank God slavery was abolished, amen. Many of our, of our great forefathers were abolitionists, can you say amen? And so we're, we're against slavery and uh, we're against bondage, can you say amen? We're, we're against having to depend on somebody else for, <laughs> wait a minute, I'm, I, I am gonna say that. We're against having to depend on somebody else for how we live, can you say Amen. I'll just say it, I'm against socialism. Socialism destroys freedom. It destroys countries. I'm not here to give you a history lesson. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus said, I've come to preach liberty. I've come to preach independence. I've come to preach freedom. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm glad I'm free. Let me go on. I want to say this, just two or three things. First of all, the mission, Christ said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach. Paul said, God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to win the world. I mean, it's foolish that I should have to stand up here and preach and sweat and lather and spit on the first three, three rows, you know, and, 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 and try to move in the, in the anointing to get people saved. And uh, a lot of people don't like preaching. Well, you don't like Paul. Paul was a preacher. Amen. And yes, there's a place for ministry, and yes, and ministry for teaching, and all the other gifts, the other ministry gifts. But how many knows that Jesus said, the Spirit is upon me? I believe Jesus was a preacher. I believe when Jesus preached, devils run for the high country. Can you say amen? They got away from him. When Paul preached, I read when Paul was preaching, demons started manifesting while he was preaching. And he turned and looked at them and said, shut up. Oh, come on, somebody. There's the, the, the mission of the church is to preach freedom. 
If, we, if there was ever a day we need to proclaim liberty and preach freedom, it's now. In Mark 16 and 15, Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Preach it. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. I, that's, those are strong words. I'm telling you, preaching is designed to bring people out of bondage, out of the shackles of sin, out of the, out of the bondages of iniquity. Preaching is designed, amen, to heal the sick to sin. Even in James when it said, call for the elders and anoint them with all and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Do you know what else it said? And if they've committed any sin, it will be forgiven them. And I tell you, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. We're free, thank God. I just feel like telling somebody, there's liberty in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! Preach the gospel to every creature. Acts 2 and 21 said, Peter stood on the day of Pentecost. He was a preacher then. Before then, he'd been a cusser and a flake and a denier. But, hello? A few nights before, he was cussing and saying, I don't know him. But when the Holy Ghost rolled in the upper room and Peter got baptized in the Holy Ghost, Rita, he stood up and preached and said, and whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Joel said it like this, shall be delivered. Can I tell you, preaching is designed to bring liberty. That's what we do it for, amen. The second thing I wanna tell you is there are things in this Bible how many love the Bible? How many read the Bible? How many lay your tablets down and your game things down and, and, and pick up your, your tablet and punch the Bible app and read the Bible? Praise God. Just read it. Why am I preaching like this? Just read the thing. His words are life. His words bring freedom, glory to Hoshatiah. I'm telling you, I, I've been in this 43 years, and, and every morning, amen, unless something comes, you know, that happens before I can get there, I'm in that living room, sitting there with that Bible, reading the word of God, and, and it just talking to me. And, and, then I'll, and then then something will hit me, and I'll jot her down, or, or I'll make a mental note, and then I'll get up here and get into commentaries and study and find out what God had to say to me. Are you hearing me? There are instruments of liberty that God has put at our disposal. Can you say amen? I want to tell you liberty involves, it involves labor. It involves warfare. It involves struggle sometimes. But the good news is God has given us everything we need to be free. He gave us a Savior. He gave us the Holy Ghost. He gave us his word. Can you say amen? I'm here to tell you nothing can stop you from being free. They're instruments of liberty at our disposal. Jesus said it like this in John chapter eight, verse number 32, very, very familiar scripture. He said, you shall know the truth. Somebody said to me one time, they said, you know the truth will make you free. And this guy was a heathen. And I thought, I need to respond to this just right. And I said, no, it won't. He said, what? I said, if you don't know it. Jesus said, it's the truth you know that makes you free. I mean, I don't have to sit back and wonder if this is the word of God. 
I don't have to sit back and guess if Christianity is right. I've been in the word. It has convinced me, come on somebody, that Jesus is the son of God, that he lived a sinless life, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross in my place, paid for my sin, was buried, rose again the third day for my justification, went back to heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit. I got convicted and converted. This thing is real, can you say amen? It's powerful. And so he said, you'll know the truth. Truth will make you free. They answered him and said, now wait a minute, we were Abraham's seed and we're never in bondage to any man. Oh, yes, you are. And how, how do you say we shall be made free? And Jesus answered and said to them, listen, I want to tell you this. Amen. People say, you shouldn't preach about sin. Don't preach, don't preach on sin, you'll offend. Well, the gospel is an offense, folks. I mean, if you got cancer and the doctor pats you on the back and says, it's all good, baby. We're just going to give you aspirin and send you home. You'll make it. He's a quack. Am I right? I mean, he's going to try to do something to help you. If I see people in their sin and I don't preach that it's sin and there's a remedy, come on, I'm just a quack. And Jesus said, I want you to know something. Whosoever commits sin is the servant or the slave of sin. It's pretty blunt, isn't it? And, uh, and a servant doesn't get to abide in the house forever, but a son does. And he's glad you're a child of God. I dare you touch somebody and say, I'm saved, glory. And I say, glory. I say, one day I'm going home to be with Jesus. I dare you look at him and say, I'm going to the Father's house in heaven and I'm going to stay there forever, forever. And, uh, and then he said in verse 36, if the Son therefore shall make you free, liberate you, you're free indeed. We have instruments of liberty. In Romans chapter eight, verse number two, the Bible says it like this. There's the spirit that sets us free. And it's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has made me free from the law of sin and death. Oh, death, where's your sting? Paul said, oh, grave, where's your victory? He was challenging them. He said, the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave me victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The spirit of life has set me free from the law. The Holy Spirit came in when I was born again. 2 Corinthians 3.17, I quoted this a moment ago, but it says, now the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is the Holy Spirit. Okay. How many knows that God is a God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? All three are one. All three are God. Can you say amen? When I went to school, they told me one plus one plus one was three. But God said one plus one plus one is one. Amen. Three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. One God eternally existed as three persons manifested, God on the throne, God the Son, born of a virgin, dying on the cross, went back to heaven. And in the river when John baptized Jesus, there he was in the water bodily and the Father spoke from heaven and the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. And God said, I want you to understand, amen, all three are one, but all three are God and each one has his own office. You might say, now I'm thoroughly confused. Just trust me, it works. 
It's real. Can you say amen? There's no other way to explain it. Jesus said, now the Lord is that spirit where the Paul said where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with an open face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. How many of you have ever seen right at the moment when somebody was born again? God's sake, I mean, instantly, right there you saw it. Has anybody ever witnessed the change in their countenance? It's instant. I mean, it's like, Shackles fall off. It's like darkness lifts. It's like, it's like their face lightens. It's like their whole countenance changes. Hello, are you hearing me? The Bible said he beautifies the meek with salvation. And uh, saved people just look better. You might say, well, I've seen some ugly saved people. We ought to see them before they got saved. I won't always look like this. <laughs> I'm being changed from glory to glory. And when he comes, amen, hallelujah, in the clouds, and if I'm dead and laying in a box somewhere, I'll get up glorified. I won't look like this, can you say amen? And uh, if I'm still here when he comes and, and the dead in Christ rise first, and those of us who are alive and remain are changed, in a moment, the twinkle of an eye, suddenly we take on this glorified form and we literally lift up in the air in a body, can you say amen? Jesus told his disciples, touch me, feel me, handle me. I'm not not a ghost. A ghost doesn't have a body, but still he could walk through a wall. He could go back to heaven. Can you say amen? Oh, you're not hearing me. I'm telling you there's something that's coming that's going to happen to the body even because of being set free, being liberated. Let me go on. The third thing I want to tell you is this. Can I sound just a little bit of of a warning, don't abuse liberty. The Marlboro man convinced my generation when we were kids that we had a right to smoke cigarettes. And my dad and everybody in that, in that age, it was cool to be, Jim, you know, be James Dean smoking a cigarette. You don't even know who James Dean was. <laughs> he was an actor. <laughs> it was cool, you know, to be uh, John Wayne <laughs> smoking a cigarette. So we're free to smoke and we're plagued with lung cancer and COPD and lung disease. I've had people tell me, you shouldn't preach on smoking. You'll offend people. Well, I want to. I want to get them loosed. I mean, I got to get you bound before I can get you loosed. Come on. I used to smoke. I smoked camel filters when I got saved. My kids can't imagine that. Well, here a while back, they saw a picture of me before I got saved. Long hair, full beard, standing there with a pack of Marlboros in my hand. They said, oh, God, they didn't say nothing about the hair and the beard. Dad's got cigarettes. Dad's got cigarettes. Oh, I can't believe it. I don't think long hair and a beard will kill you, but cigarettes will. I don't know why I'm preaching like this. There's, we've, got, we've got freedom to smoke, so everybody's dying from it. In America, we're free to drink when we're 21, so we've got, we're plagued with alcoholism. 
We've got idiots across this country in some states that have legalized marijuana. We are, we've got freedom. We should smoke pot. Brain dead idiot. Pot is a gateway drug. You hearing me? It leads to something stronger. Well, pot doesn't really bother you. Do you know people that smoke pot very long? Hey, man. Wow. Real vocabulary there, dude. We can abuse liberty. They, they allowed that Hollywood bunch to get away from the Andy Griffith show and, and uh, 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 I Love Lucy. Now we've got TV flooded with pornography and filth and adultery and homosexuality and lesbianism and drugs and alcohol and vulgarity. Oh, but it's art. No, it's bondage. Man, we got the lottery. I'm not, I just don't preach like this, but I'm just telling you, I need people to get free today. Well, we need the lottery to fund education. And all you need to do is get back to the Bible and you won't need all that mess. Are you hearing me? What they're calling funding education is promoting antichrist stuff most of the time. Is this all right? And so we got people that can't feed their families because they're hooked on gambling because the lottery is gambling. And they don't pay the rent and they don't buy their groceries. Then they call the church and say, will you help us pay our rent? Hello. I, I didn't mean to go there, but you can abuse liberty. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 8, and I take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to others that are Christians. We can't act like them or they'll fall because they think it's all right to do what we're doing. Hello. In Galatians 5.13, he said, For brethren, you've been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. But you know, somebody said, well, Paul said, all things are lawful for me. I can do anything. It's okay. I'm under grace. We got people who live like that. He did say all things are lawful for me, but he said, but not all things are expedient or beneficial. So he says, use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Verse 14, for the, all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as yourself. First Peter 2 and 16, Peter said, as free, not using your liberty as a cloak for maliciousness, but as servants of God. You know what maliciousness is? It's, it's speaking evil, speaking harshly. Have you ever seen Christians look at other people and, and snarl and speak harshly? I mean, just ready to kill them with their words. And I'm thinking, dear God, don't you remember when you were in, hello. Know that, verse Roman, he says in Romans 6, 16, know you not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are, whoever you obey, whether it's sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. Verse 17, but God be thanked that you were once the servants of sin, but you've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. And then he says, Romans 6, 18, being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. You know what? 
Paul said, love constrains me, binds me to the cross. If I'm a slave, I'm a love slave to Jesus. Can you say amen? Stand with me if you would. I want to tell you something. The Hebrew word for liberty is deror, D-E-R-O-R, deror or deror. And it's a word that means freedom. It means to release. It means to set free. It's the same Hebrew word, I thought this was pretty cool, that's used for a swallow. A swallow is a bird. How many, how many of you guys know what a barn swallow is? I mean, man, they're like, they're, they're fast. They, just before dark, you can see swallows darting and eating bugs. That's why, that's why people get these particular birdhouses and put them up by their gardens to attract swallows because they eat bugs. And so the word, the word roar, it, 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 means, it means freedom. It means to release. The word for liberty in Hebrew is set free. But it also means like a swallow. A bird that's swift in flight. A bird that you can't house him up. He, he's darting here and there. He's doing something. Can you say, I man, he's free. That's what it represents. And I thought like this. Leviticus 25, chapter 25, it describes the, the year of Jubilee. You, you, seven years, uh, seven Sabbaths of years or 49 years, they would grow crops, they would be bound by the laws, but on the fiftieth year, they everything was free. If you if you if you got in debt and, and lost your house, you got it back. Come on, somebody. If you had to sell yourself into slavery to somebody as a bond servant because you were broke, the fiftieth year, the year of jubilee, didn't matter if you'd been in bondage five years, ten years, or forty years, you got released. You were free. And, and I said that because Leviticus twenty-five and ten says. And you shall hallow the 50th year, and listen to this part, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants thereof. Proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants thereof. Can I tell you, that's the verse that's on the liberty bell. So again, for those boneheads that say Christianity and the Bible had nothing to do with our freedom. The liberty bell rang with this verse on it. Proclaim, listen, throughout all the land, proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all the inhabitants thereof. And he goes on to say, and it shall be a jubilee unto you, and you shall return unto every man his possessions, and you shall return every man back to his family. So as we celebrate next week, Sunday, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, if God don't change my mind, I'm going to preach on the Declaration of Dependence. But I felt like today I just wanted to tell you what liberty is. Liberty is salvation. Liberty is freedom. Liberty is living for Jesus. I mean, I know when you're young and, and, or, or at some point in your life you, you feel like I need to you know, go out there and sow my wild oats. Well, the trouble is if you sow you know, to the flesh, you reap of the flesh. And everything you reap is bad. If you sow to the wind, you reap a whirlwind. That's what the scripture said. And so I want to tell people that, that real freedom is, is not being able to run out here and do drugs and sex and, and you know, whether it's heterosexual, homosexual, whatever it is. All that stuff, is, 
Anything outside of marriage, the Bible said the marriage bed is undefiled. Everything else is sin. Hello? And, and people want to go out here and drink and you know they can't wait till they're old enough to go to a bar. It's all bondage. Dear God, it's all bondage. But I've come to tell you there's liberty. Jesus said the spirit of God is upon me because he's anointed me to set at liberty, to preach deliverance, to preach healing. To bring total and complete freedom. I'm almost 69 years old. And I've lived various aspects of life that a lot of people don't even know about. But I can tell you the greatest day of my life was the night that I knelt at the altar and I surrendered my freedoms and my liberties and my life to the King of glory. And he set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. Can you say amen? And thank God I'm free, free, free from this world of sin. How many's glad you're free today? How many's glad for liberty? Because liberty is salvation. Liberty is freedom. Liberty is deliverance. Come on, liberty is healing. Thank God, liberty is the anointing. That destroyed because of the anointing, the yokes are destroyed. Destroyed. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you because of Calvary. I'm free. I'm free to live, free to dance, free to shout. Amen. I'm free, dear God, to let you just bless me. I shout, I'll dance, I'll jump, I'll run as long as my flesh can take it because I'm free in the Holy Ghost, free in the Spirit. I'm not ashamed of my freedom. Dr. Martin Luther King said he longed for a day when everybody would be judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And I'm looking for a day when everybody be judged not by the haircut or the markings of the world, but by the freedom that's in their life because they've came to Jesus. And Dr. King said, then we'll stand and shout free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. Freedom, liberty, the statue that stands in New York Harbor has been cursed and reviled and the Muslims have put demonic faces on pictures of it. That statue says, give me your broken. Give me your bound, your hurting. Give me those, those outcasts that nobody wants. We'll take them in because liberty lives here. Father, touch every heart today. Your head's bowed, your eyes closed. Can I ask you this? Is there anybody here that's not free? Anybody here that's not saved? Anybody here that's, maybe sometime you joined the church or got saved or maybe even in this church, but you've lapsed back into bondage. Maybe you've never been saved. Is that you? Would you slip up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need freedom today. I want liberty. I want what you've been preaching about. I want to be free from sin, free from bondage. God bless you. Is there anybody else? Just slip up your hand. Pray for me. Pray for me. Hallelujah. How many in this house, you've got family members, co-workers, friends, neighbors that are that are bound and don't even know it. Would you lift up your hand and say, pray for them. They, they think they're all right, but they're not.
they think they're okay, but they're not. You know, I even know saved people, you can look this way, that are still bound by poverty because of poor choices and bad decisions. I know, I know people that are saved, but their bodies are racked with disease and sickness because of poor choices and lifestyles before they came to Christ. But Jesus came to bring liberty. And I refuse to give up on them. I still pray for their miracles, for their deliverance, for their healings. So if that's you, you might say, Preacher, I'm saved, but before I was saved, I did this and this and this to my body. That's between you and God. I declare healing for you today. I release liberty. I, I declare a declaration of independence for you today, of liberty from that bondage. So while they sing, if you want to come, we just come on. Why, if you want to come and pray for yourself. And set our hearts on you, Lord, come and do. We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.com. Thanks for listening.